what is up everybody welcome back another episode of the stoner thoughts podcast coming at you tonight and it's a little breezy outside but you know what that's okay because like we gotta smoke outside gotta deal with it one way or another so uh i hope everybody's having a great week i know i took a few days off of recording i just had to take some time like with work stress and stuff going on like in the personal life it's just it's been a long freaking week man it's been a long week and like i don't know if anybody else has done this who smokes but like you ever take like you ever take like a day or two off from smoking just because like you don't feel like it's gonna help the mood you don't feel like it's gonna be like a good like a good vibe really like i i the other night i came outside i took like a, a baby hit off of my bong and i was just like you know what I'm not feeling it today. Like, I've got that little bit, little bit, like, of that edge off. But, like, I didn't feel like getting baked. Honestly, I didn't. And there's, that's, like, the first time in a long time that I felt like that. And I think it's just because, like, it was one of those days where the vibes were just all wrong. Like, people's attitudes that day when I was at work, people were just angry and being really, like, hostile and stuff to me. Like, like some some shit went down at the store guy started shoplifting i almost had to pull a baseball bat out on somebody because like i really hate that people do this and to you guys out there that do this you're fucking assholes all right if you're gonna threaten a retail employee you're gonna come in there you're gonna pull out a knife at least pull out a knife don't pull out like a swiss army knife and expect you to give all the money in the register because my honest response to this dumb guy was come fucking take it if that's the knife you're gonna threaten me with because I carry one three times the size of that in my back pocket on a daily basis. Let me get a hit of this bong in, speaking of smoking. Mmm, smooth. This new strain that I got is bomb, Beba Kush. But anyways, guys, like, I'm scooting this chair over so I can set my, like, bubbler down on top of it. My biggest thing lately has just been like when summer hits out here, when summer first kicks in, right? That first week where it hits like 105, 110 degrees, everyone, including myself, is not in a great mood. And people will pick fights about the stupidest shit. Like, for example, I had another customer come into my work, all right? There is a certain time that I stopped selling scratchers And they wanted to cash in and buy a whole shit ton of scratchers. And I was like, look, man, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to come back in the morning. And the dude, like, takes it out on me like I make the fucking rules, man. To you people out there, be nice to retail workers. Because some of these stories I'm going to tell you guys today are going to be work stories. Not just from, like, the restaurant like they've been before, but other retail stories. Because... I've worked retail since I was like 14, if you count the tire shop as a retail job. Because I do, because we would sell tires. Yeah, I had to put tires on, so it was like retail slash manual labor, but it wasn't really that bad. Once you learned how to do it, it was pretty like, it's repetitive, it's work, but like, you get used to it after a while. So, what ends up happening is, I'm at the shop, right? It's like my second week at the shop. And me and my friend are sitting in the back of the shop. You know, I'm, I'm 14, about to be 15. My buddy is 15, going on 16. And the owner was really, really cool with us. And he, like, left us the keys to the shop and was like, hey, when you guys are done for the day, close up the shop at, like, 8.30. You know, I'll pay you guys tomorrow. Just swing by and grab your paychecks. 
And we were cool with that because he would honestly like write us a little check. We would go to the bank, cash the check. And life was great. Life was good. Then I had money for my weed and my other shit on the weekends. But this particular day, right, we roll up to the shop the next day when it's supposed to open and he has the other manager there. This other manager was a dick to us because the shop owner trusted us so much. And he wasn't really a manager so much as a dude that would just come and open the shop early on days when the boss wasn't there. And we come up and we're like, hey, he told us to just come in and grab our checks. Like we knew the safe code. We just were going to go in the office, grab our checks and leave. And this douchebag literally closes the door to the office, tells us, y'all have to wait for him to get here. He's going to get here around 2, 3 o'clock. So it's like a Friday afternoon, right? We're getting ready to do like fun stuff on the weekends. And we worked after school every night that week until 8 o'clock. And we were pissed off, dude. We call our boss and he's like, okay, boys. He goes, I'll be there. I'll be there. Give me like 15 minutes. 15 minutes goes by, right? Boss doesn't show up. He gets there about 30 minutes later. This whole time we're sitting in the lobby of the fucking building because we're not leaving. We're not leaving until we get our paychecks. And this other dude is like, yeah, you guys got to wait. You guys got to wait. You can't just go and grab your shit. The boss man shows up, right? Boss man looks like he's about to kill this manager. All right. And this dude was still being rude because our boss tells him, he's like, look, man, I told them they could come pick up their checks. They called me. I told you, you didn't answer the shop phone. He goes, what the fuck have you been sitting here doing? He goes, I've been sitting here watching these two. You don't know what they're going to get up to in the building. And my boss looks at the guy and goes, they lock up the building. He points at my friend, has a spare key to the back door in case we ever need to get into the shop in case of an emergency or someone breaks in, something like that. Like, And this manager looks at my boss with the most incredulous look on his face. He's just like, you gave a kid a key to the auto shop? You don't think he's going to rob the place? And we both looked at this guy like, dude, there's cameras all over this place. What the fuck are we going to do? And mind you, like, this guy just, like, he hated us in general because he knew we were potheads. He knew we would drink beers in the back of the shop. And he knew we could get away with all of this shit that he wasn't allowed to do because he was a manager. And our boss had told him, he's like, if the boys are here, I don't care what you do. If they're running the shop in the back, you're just handling the front. And he goes, go drink a beer. Go walk down the street and get yourself some food. Go wherever, like do something. Like hell, go home for the day if you don't want to be here. So the manager finally caves and tells this guy, like, look, man, you need to like, you need to check yourself. You need to watch out. You're doing some dumb shit right now, right? And I tell the guy, I'm like, hey, you fucking dumbass. I'm like, we just came here to get our checks. And he's making a big fucking deal about it, right? Eventually, our boss goes, opens the safe, hands us our checks, looks at the other manager, hands him his check, and goes, by the way, don't bother coming in for the next few days because I don't want to fucking see your face. So, our boss actually ended up paying us for the 30 minutes we had to wait there. He gave us like an extra like 120 bucks each in cash. He just had cash in his wallet all the time. And he goes, boys, if you don't mind, would you mind helping me out a little bit today? And we're like, well, it's Friday. It's payday. You just gave her our, gave us our checks. And he goes, yeah, I'll give you guys each an extra like 300 bucks at the end of the day. <clears throat> we were not making 300 bucks a day. 
So we seize this opportunity. And this is when the bad customer portion of the story starts. Sorry for the booms outside, guys. There's fireworks. You're going to hear them like all night tonight and tomorrow if I'm recording tomorrow. So this guy straight up tells him, right? Tells me when he pulls in, he goes, all right, I need two tires for my truck. I need the two rear tires switched out. I need a rotation done. I need... He points at this set of rims that's sitting in the shop. He goes, how much for those rims? I'm like, oh, well, a customer has already paid for those. They're going on his car at the end of the week. He goes, but if you'd like to order a similar set, I can get your catalog. And the guy goes, no, I don't want to see a catalog. I want those rims. And just keeps like implying that like we're just going to give them to him because he's there and he wants them. And he goes, well, how much did the first guy pay for him? We were, well, he paid retail price. He paid, it was almost like 2000 something for this like set of rims. They're really fucking nice, like clean, chromed out rims with like a blacked out carbon fiber in like inner. I, I would show you, but like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to describe. They were chrome and carbon fiber, right? That, that's all I know. I knew they were going on a, I think it was a Camaro, but they were nice rims. And we told the guy too, we're like, besides these won't fit your truck. These are too small. You need to get a larger size. And we were like, if you want, you can look through our catalog. So he takes the catalog, starts looking through it, starts looking through it. And he goes, well, the truck rims are shitty. And he goes, y'all got anything with like, he, he was like, he sounded like Southern, which is why I'm doing that voice. He goes, y'all got anything with like, you know, monster energy or any kind of thing like that. And we noticed he was driving a black truck with green monster decals. And we're like, oh, dude, check these ones out. So we show him these black and these black and steel rims with carbon fiber inserts that had a monster logo in the middle. And they had the little, back when people would put like the LED, like tire, like the, the LED uh, stem caps on their tires. The one you drive like fast enough, they would light up and we were like, and they, we can get these in green. I'm like, we can get you decals in any color monster you like, like, you know, all this other shit. Like I, I even pulled up a website that had just monster decals and rockstar decals and all this, like the metal militia stuff was popular then too. And this guy just tells me, she's shut the fuck up. I didn't ask for any of that. I asked for the rims in the back of the shop. You won't sell me those. So I now got to order these. He's like, how long will they take to get here? And I was like, on average, like two weeks to like a month at most. This guy throws a bitch fit, right? Starts telling us that's terrible customer service. Why wouldn't we keep them in stock at the shop? All this. And we're like, well... We're mostly a tire shop. We do do custom rims and like decals and stuff, but like we don't do any like, you know, installations really. Like you buy the rims, we put your new tires on the rims, we put the rims with the tires on your car, and we recycle the old ones if you want, or you take those home with you. And bada bing, bada boom, like it's done. Like we just swap out the rims and the tires. I had to sit there and explain this to this gentleman for almost two hours. I was losing my mind. I, went, I looked at my buddy. I went, okay, you talk to him. And I went outside to go smoke. Right? I had a joint on me, and I was like, fuck, man. Like, I knew we shouldn't have worked this extra shift today, all this other shit. I was just talking shit to my boss. And I was like, this guy's being a dick. And he goes, oh, don't worry. He'll handle him. My buddy had this way of talking to customers, right, where he didn't give a single solitary fuck about their feelings. If they got upset he would literally tell them to go cry about it somewhere else. For example, a woman in a Mercedes. We had had a couple beers this day and been, you know, smoked a couple joints. So this woman in a Mercedes tells him, like, you're not going to take my car and go park it in that shop. I'm going to go take it in there. And I'm standing there like, ma'am, that's not going to happen. Like, 
We have to put it on a lift. We got to do an oil change for you. There's some work we got to do to the car. And she's like, well, you're not driving it. You're not driving it. I'm like, we have to test it. We have to put it up on this lift. Like, come on now. And she says, no, fuck off. Grabs her keys off the counter. And my buddy goes, all right, cool. Walks around the back and closes the gate. Because she was acting like she was going to pull that Mercedes into the gate. She rolls her window down, starts cussing us out. I walked around the corner, grabbed the rest of my joint, lit it, and just stood there. And I listened to my buddy stand there and tell her, you know, if you really wanted this fucking work done to your goddamn piece of fucking shit Mercedes anyway, you would take it to a dealership. There was a flyer on my phone. You're just trying to, like, rob us. You're just trying to do this. And he goes, and if you fuck up your car, we're responsible because it's our shop. And he's like, I'm not dealing with that shit today. You can take your fucking car, you can fuck off, and I'll tell my boss what happened. My boss understood everything. He told us, he's like, you did the right thing. You guys shouldn't have to deal with that shit. And then we smoked, drank most of the night. Store was kind of slow, so we just closed up a little early, and we all went home. It was great. So, after that happens... Right. Take take this take this journey ahead about like three, four years when I started working retail at a thrift shop. Now, when you're taking donations, there's certain things you are not allowed to accept. One of those things that you are not allowed to accept is certain things like military medals, memorabilia, i.e. bongs, pipes, water pipes, poogies, like. To like like butane torches, like kitchen lighters, stuff like that. You have to put all that stuff aside. I used to just take them home with me, honestly. It was fucking awesome. But um, you had to be real careful about that because if you got caught on camera, you were going, you were getting in serious shit. So this one day, these three stoners pull up. You could tell they were stoners because the minute they open their car doors, smoke starts rolling out. And they start bringing all these clothes up, and it's mostly like those, like those, like hippie jackets that were like, like the, the blanket, hoodies that are like the, like the Mexican blanket style of like knitting and all that. Bunch of those were in the box. I actually took like two of them home with me because one was Rasta colored, and I just like to like make people ask questions at that point in my life. And then like, they had all these like cool vintage cameras, and like I told the guy, I was like, "Yo, I want these. Can you take these?" And, like, I'll meet you in the front in, like, 10 minutes, and we can just put them in the trunk of my car. Because if they didn't pass the donation line, you were allowed to ask people, like, can I have this? Can we go put it in my car? But you have to meet them in the parking lot. You have to be super careful that, like, you don't get caught. Like, so that's what I ended up doing. And then I had a bunch of vintage cameras. And there was actually a night. I remember this was the camera that I actually started, like, doing photography work with. It was a Nikon D60. This is before I made the switch to like the Sony Alpha series. But this Nikon D60 is what started it all. Like, it couldn't shoot video, but it shot really good still shots. And like, I remember taking it places with me and just having so much fun, like taking pictures, figuring out how to put them on my computer and upload them to Instagram, like doing long exposure shots. I hiked up the side of one of our mountains up a trail and did like a super long exposure of the entire valley. I stayed up there literally 
all day. Like I took like an umbrella and a hammock with me and I found a spot between two rocks and spiked up my hammock. And I put the camera up on top of one of the big flat rocks and like I literally just did like a two hour time lapse in the morning, went, took a nap, got my camera out of the heat, went back up, took a two hour time lapse in like the afternoon when it was still like slightly brighter than morning. Every like every like four hours I was doing a two hour time lapse. So it was early in the morning, four hours is like the sunrise to the bright stage, wait a couple hours, then four hours of the afternoon, wait a couple hours, four hours of the evening when the sun is setting, wait a couple hours, and then like four hours from evening to night when it gets dark and the moon comes up. And I had this really fucking dope time lapse. And there was a company out here in the valley that wanted to use my time lapse for a commercial because they saw it because I posted on like a stock video website and they wanted to pay me such little money that I was like, well, this is literally like, like 16 hours worth of work right here. That's 16 hours on my camera. That's 16 hours and like almost 20 hours of me chilling on top of a mountain to get this footage. I was like, I think it's worth more than 120 bucks. And the guy's like, look, man, any fucking idiot with a camera can pick a camera up and go do what you did. All right. It's it's not that impressive. It's not that special. It's not that this. And I was like, but the point that I made the effort, you like my effort. Let me let me make the money that I want to make off of. And he's like, fine, how much? I ended up telling him, like, I was going to charge him 450 bucks to run the commercial. Plus for every ad run, I wanted five cents. I wanted like a like a loyal like a royalties thing. And I wanted it to be mentioned in the ad that that was what was going on. And he refused to pay me that amount, refused to give me any credit. But then I saw the commercial and I saw my time lapse. And I kid you not, I nearly sued him for intellectual property use without my permission, without purchase, anything like that. And I almost won too, but the guy took me into the courtroom, took me into the back room. He's like, dude, I'll give you like five grand right now. I'll give you five grand right now if you just let it go. Just let it go. So being like 19 and broke, I was like five grand? Cool. That paid my rent for like almost three months. And I ate really good during that time period. And during that time period, I started doing more time lapses, more photos of places in the valley. I bought a camera that could shoot video. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Canon at the time. But I ended up shooting a, a really nice like panoramic video of the Civic Center Park that the city used in a city commercial. And they paid me good for it. And I think I'm still making money off that commercial like to this day. And like, I used to have a good time making money off of photography. Like, I, I would really love to start doing that again, but I really don't have the money to buy a new camera. Hey, guys. So, subscribe to the podcast for 99 cents a month. I'm just kidding. If you're on YouTube, consider subscribing at this point. Because now's the time for, like, the actual stone stories, right? So, my worst stone work story is when I was at work, right? Like, late one night, chilling. I ended up having an error with the computer and I had to stay till they turned the computer back on to submit the daily audit. It was 10 o'clock. We closed at 7.30. It was 10 o'clock, almost 10.30 at night. 
And so I decided I'm going to go outside for a smoke break real quick. And I took the store phone with me and, like, went outside. I had a joint in my fucking, like, pocket. And I rolled it, like, packed it in a little bit, lit it up, and fucking was just standing outside in the back smoking. And I knew the cameras couldn't see me because the smoking area wasn't on camera. So. What ended up happening is I just, like, absolutely vegged out, right? inside the fucking office. I was watching YouTube videos on my phone. I got a phone call finally from the IT service department. And they were like, hey man, your system's back online. Like you should be good. And I literally went, what? And they're like, your system is back online. You can submit your audit now. And I was like, oh shit, okay. So I submitted my audit. I immediately get a call from another manager and he's like, hey, why are you still at the store? And I was like, well, I told like the, dis the I told the district manager, I said, I told the district manager, our system went down. They told me to stay here until the system came back on. He's like, dude, it's like 1145 at night. You need to get the fuck out of there. So I clocked out. And the scary part of this whole situation wasn't even like the work part. It was the walk home. Because I was really stoned. And in the town that I lived in at the time, cops were dicks at night. Like they would live. You were walking. I can't tell you how many times a cop pulled up on us and was like, hey, Hey, what are you doing? What are you boys doing? What are you doing? And I'd be like, dude, I'm just walking home. I just got off work. And the cop was like, oh, really? Where do you work at? Where are you headed? What part of the, what part of the city are you going to? Like, are you taking the bus? Are you a pedestrian? Are you, do you, are you planning on stopping anywhere? And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to answer all these questions. Number one, I was way too high to comprehend all these questions that this cop was asking me. Because I got stopped. I went into Circle K, said hi to my buddy that worked there. Was chilling for a minute, grabbed my soda, grabbed my fucking family-sized bag of Cool Ranch Doritos and some other snacks. And I just started walking back to my parents' house because I was like, oh, yeah, like, I live right down the road. I'm just out of high school. Like, oh, I'm just going to go back to mom and dad's. And I get pulled over. And this cop is just the biggest douche in fucking history to me. Wants to see my ID, wants to know where I'm going, wants to know if I got any drugs or weapons on me. All these, all these fucking, like, cop questions. And I'm just like, dude... I don't have anything on me. I just got out of work really late. I had to sit on the phone with IT for like four hours. I just want to go home and go to bed. And finally, the cop like conceded and he let me go. And I started walking. And there's another cop sitting right next to the city park that I walked past on my way home. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And sure as shit, he comes up to me and starts. He's like, hey, man, what are you doing out so late? It's like 12.15 at night. Like it's 12.15 a.m. I'm like, dude, I'm just walking home. I got stuck at work late. I just talked to another officer. Like, I was talking to that guy for, like, 20 minutes. I just want to go home and go to bed. And I'm like, anything you want, I'll give you my fucking ID. Like, you can check my fucking, like, bank card, my credit card. Make sure I'm not using someone else's ID if you have to. The guy was like, oh, no, man. He goes, are you good, though? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going home. He goes, all right, man. All right, have a good night. And I finally get home, right? Finally fucking get home. And I walk up the driveway and all of a sudden I'm fucking playing 20 questions with my older sister who's sitting outside, baked. And she's just like, she's just like, oh, hey, sweetie, what are you doing? Like, you're getting home awfully late and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm getting home late. Like, I just, I had to, I had to work late. That's it. Like, I just, I couldn't leave work and all this and I'm explaining all this. And she's all like, uh-huh, cool. What do you have in the bag? And I pull out all the snacks I had. We sat on my mom's porch smoked another fucking blunt and ate snacks until like five o'clock in the morning and it was fucking great it was great it was one of the best nights of my life but dealing with the cops when you're high is not fun and trying to be stealth mode about it when the cops are around is like 
uh, shit, here we go again. Like, now I don't think I'd be even concerned about it. I'd just be like, look, man, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. But back then, when I'd get blown off of weed, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm just like, dude, I just want to go to sleep. And it was like that. But yeah, like, that was a bad time to be super stoned, is that late at night and cutting off work and having to deal with all that shit. But anyways, guys, this has been another episode of the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. I hope you enjoyed. So anyways, consider subscribing if you're on YouTube or consider subscribing to the podcast over here on Spotify. I believe it's 99 cents a month. If you're on YouTube, consider subscribing to the YouTube channel. And by the way, guys, stay awesome, stay high, stay lifted, and I'll talk to everybody on the next episode of the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. Good night.